Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God from Matthew chapter 9, tonight's Holy Gospel. Jesus said, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. This is God's word. St. Matthew's choice of words might seem shocking until you remember he's both the one writing this and he's one of the characters in the story as well. As Jesus reclined at table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. What does Matthew mean that sinners came and reclined at the table? Wouldn't anyone at the table be a sinner? Isn't everyone a sinner? Yes, indeed. And yet in our minds, some people much more so than others, isn't it true? There's the the really, really bad ones. In our minds, at least. The people who have done really, really bad things. But we should indulge Matthew here for using this language. Tax collectors and sinners at the table with Jesus. Matthew is referring to those who are known publicly for their sin. If you commit a crime, you embezzle money from an organization, you might be known as a thief. If you get arrested for a heinous crime committed with children, you might be known as a pervert. If you take someone's life, you might be known as a murderer. Matthew's not being harsh. He's talking about himself. Who was at the table with Jesus? Tax collectors and sinners. In the eyes of Israel in Matthew's day, there really wasn't anyone worse than a tax collector. You have to remember what the culture was like in that day, how Rome ruled everything. And yet Rome needed people to go and collect taxes, crippling taxes from the people of Judea. And so Rome hired people from among the Jewish people to go around and collect taxes for Rome. And how did the tax collectors make money? Well, they took a little extra to skim off the top to keep for themselves. This was fine by Rome. So if you owe Rome half of what you have, the tax collector might take an extra 5 or 10% to keep for himself and live a fat life off the backs of the people, off the backs of his own people. Matthew was considered one of the worst of the worst 
One might understand how in a fit of rage, one might commit murder. One might understand how with a corrupted mind, one might become a pervert. One might understand how in a moment of poor decision, one could become a thief. A tax collector was a traitor. A stain upon the Jewish people. That's what Matthew was. The one whom our Lord Jesus saw fit to call from his tax collector's booth to follow him. And Jesus went to his home with him and sat down at his table with him along with a whole host of other undesirables. It was Matthew, the tax collector, and a table filled with adulterers and prostitutes and perverts and thieves and undesirables and lepers and other people who were the absolute dregs of society. The Pharisees knew it. Why does your teacher eat, they said to the disciples, with tax collectors and sinners? Why with those kind of people? The Pharisees made that distinction. You know what? We do too. Don't we? Oh, we're sinners, we'll say, as we confess our sins before the altar. But maybe there's a part deep within us that says, at least we're not like those people. Oh, I've done maybe some things that are bad, but at least I'm not as bad as that kind of person. Thinking that we have somehow lived a life worth offering to God that'll please him. That'll make him happy with us. Matthew knew there was no such gig for him. He was the lowest of the low, a turncoat to his own people. Undesirable. Undesirable to his own people, at least. But not to the Lord Jesus Christ. And imagine what must have been going through Matthew's mind when he heard Jesus respond to those Pharisees. What unbelievable, comforting words those must have been. As Jesus said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. And he quotes the Old Testament. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. The Lord wants mercy, not sacrifice. Forget any notion of thinking. You can stand before God because you're more or less a good person. You've more or less done the things you're supposed to do. And you can somehow offer to God as a sacrifice. See, God, I'm not as bad as that person. Jesus deals in mercy. 
undeserved love, withholding the judgment that ought to be on Matthew and the undesirables, and rightly every one of us because of our sin. And yet there is no judgment. Because Jesus desires mercy, and that is what he gives to you and me. Blood pouring forth from his hands, his feet, his side, his pierced brow. Blood that mercifully washes away every bit of sin. No matter how undesirable you might think it makes you. Jesus deals with you in mercy. Not sacrifice, because he's the sacrifice. He doesn't deal in you with you by what you can offer him, but by why he, what he has already offered for you. And he calls you and me, self-righteous Pharisees that we are, to deal with others in mercy. Not by what you think they're owed. Not by thinking that by a bunch of good works and good efforts and nice tries, we'll get there on our own merit. That will not appease him. He calls you to show mercy because he has already been merciful to you. What does God your Lord, want from you? Mercy. Mercy from him that pours out on you as abundantly as it poured out on a stain of humanity like Matthew. Blood that washes away your every spot and every stain and cleanses you as white as the snow. And he wants that you would deal with others in mercy as well. Certainly there are no shortage of Matthews in our day. Those who are deemed undesirable, good for nothing by society, and truth be told, deemed that way by us as well. And yet you need look no further than your own heart to see exactly how deep sin can go. That every one of us is a Matthew. Undesirable if we're honest. But Jesus desires mercy. Mercy upon you to take away your sin and mercy from you toward your neighbor as you contemplate the great love your Lord has had for you. There's a place in the kingdom for the Matthews. Thanks be to God, there's a place in the kingdom for each of us as well. Only by the mercy that Jesus desires to pour out on each and every one of us, in which he does so in abundance. Amen.
The peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.